You probably know by now that Patreon helps keep this show going and ad-free, but you might not know all the benefits of being a Patreon supporter, starting with Swick Extra Minutes, the extended after-recordings of each episode of Swick. And that's really just the beginning. There's a whole lot more to being a Patreon supporter now, and you can learn all about it at patreon.com slash newsaz. Patreon is what keeps this show going, and we can't do all that we do without your support. So check out our new campaign at patreon.com slash newsaz. If this was real world, and I'm being conservative here. At minimum, 50% of those people would immediately shove that down their pants. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories. Histories. And details. You never knew. Wanted to know. Or ever need to know. Now, here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today, we are talking about Kyber Crystals. You didn't ask Tim if he was ready. I did not, Tim. You ready? <laughs> um, start over again. No. This is, <laughs> you're ready now. You'll be um, ready when I tell you you're ready. I didn't really look, Matt. I didn't. I'm guessing these appear in every Star Wars movie out there. I guess you could say so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Even even Solo, even though it doesn't necessarily need to. It's like, zoom, zoom. oh god. It's just reminding you. This is who I am. And yeah. now <laughs> he, he didn't need to have his lightsaber on in that movie. I no. like that movie, but he didn't need, and I like that appearance, <laughs> but he didn't need to turn his lightsaber on. Right. Well, maybe it was dark. Maybe he just had maybe, lightsaber yeah. on. Um. I wish this episode Dave was on because these names, no offense towards you guys, but I think out of the three of you, Dave would know who these what these names are about. Okay. But the, I think after Dave, I think then it would be Tim, and then Matt, I think you'd be last. Mm, I'm really interested now. My name is Danny Costanzo Chris. This is a Greece mm. reference? No, it's not. Okay, then. Today I am joined by Miracle Max Matt. Oh, that's... Wait. No way. No way. Miracle Max is from Princess Bride, isn't it? I, I Tim's a dumb one. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. These are... And oh, is Danny also- the little kid? Danny is- Costanzo, no. He's... Oh. I'll, 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 I'll give Tim's okay. name. And Sam Campton. These are all characters from Billy Crystal. Oh, nice. But Danny Costanzo. Mostly dead. It was from Running Scared. I like the movie a lot with, um. Oh my god, who's a dancer? Gregory Hines. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And this one, Tim, I don't know. This fits you perfectly. This Sam Hampton is from My Giant. I remember that. that I've never seen the, that. I never saw that movie. I, Isn't I remember that basketball the trailer. player? Yeah, I remember the trailer. Yeah. Um, it was when we worked at the theater, but I don't know if we ever got yeah. that movie. I don't know that any theater got that movie. That <laughs> like that movie that was made today. It would be right on freaking some like Netflix or something <laughs> stupid. You know what I mean? Right like, behind I can't the believe- Adam Sandler release and Ultimate Beastmaster. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can't believe they, that movie. They made it. They greenlit it. They. That you had money for, and they put out a well, back back when back when they back when they were making those like in the nineties, you could get away with like lower budget movies, movies that were like made for like fifteen million dollars. Nowadays, yeah. 
Yeah. It's like nowadays everything that comes out in the theaters has to be like a, a gigantic blockbuster yep. has to be made for a hundred million dollars has to be a sequel or a reboot of something. But then there's always those weird movies that get theatrical releases. Like, why is this coming out in the theater when this perfectly good movie that they just premiered on Netflix would probably do better in the theater than this movie did? When did that happen? When did the change become from making movies, just making movies, to we have to make this the biggest movie ever made ever? When did that happen? That just seemed to just all of a sudden happened in the past you couple think years. Marvel is the reason why? Like when Marvel That's came what I was, out was, I was wondering if it's like, are we talking like the, the uh, start of the uh, the whole Avengers thing where this became instead of yeah. now we're no longer making movies, we're making record breakers and if it's not a record breaker it's considered a flop. It's a flop. Even though it it's, only it's made one billion money. dollars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It made one dollar less than the last one. It is a flop. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't well, that what that's how they market movies now. At least in America, I don't. I don't know how it is overseas, but in America, it doesn't matter if the movie's good or bad. All that matters is it made this much money. This much money, and I. I've told Chris this a thousand times. I've said this on Passive Popcorn. I don't give two squirts a piss how yeah. much a how much a movie makes. I don't know. In a, in a I don't know who cares how much a movie that makes. drives that me insane yeah. when people post on Twitter and and facebook the news of how much a movie made like it's yeah. like i don't get a fucking penny of that i don't yeah. understand why i open up my feed and there's 10 of my social media friends sharing how much a movie made i don't understand that at all so if, i guess if i'm not money, getting 10 yeah then it doesn't matter the only people it matters for are the people who made the movie yeah exactly there's there, there's a certain idea of okay well it made a lot of money we'll get Maybe maybe we'll get a sequel if the if the movie deserves it. Uh, and the other trend, and I swear, Kyber Crystals. This episode is about Kyber Crystals. Yeah. The I'm other the other trend that's cracking me up right now is that the movie release date, the weekend opening week, these opening weekend numbers. It's like a movie's coming out October twenty sixth, but it's actually starting on October third, and it runs for twenty three days. And we've had the biggest weekend ever. Yeah, because your fucking weekend is twenty three <laughs> days long. <laughs> yes it's like event, the I last do. avengers was it infinite no i think it was before that i think the age of ultron it's opening weekend was six days i'm like of course it's gonna mm-hmm. break a record and i'm liking now i like the fact that movies come out on thursday nights now like at seven o'clock showings but they now there's like you know it, it made five million thursday night like it's like people are bragging about one night openings now yeah yep What's, what's not now it's gonna be first the- show. It's gonna be first showing ticket sales. <laughs> is next. Oh, uh, Kyra Crystals. Kyra Crystals. Okay, sorry, folks, but man, apparently we had a lot to get off our chest that we didn't realize <laughs> Damn, before starting this. We're so this mad about ther- money. This is therapy. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Kyber Crystals. Okay, so Kyber Crystals. They go by several different names. They're called Living Crystals, Lightsaber Crystals, are the two more common names for them. But what they are, they are kyber, the are just called oh, Jesus Christ. The crystals are <laughs> we call them Jesus Christ. <laughs> Here's where it's like, okay, should I tell this before or after? I'll say this. This is the sentence that made me decide what route to take in putting my notes together. Kyber crystals were force attuned crystals that grew in nature and found scattered throughout the galaxy. The force attuned alone made me decide that this is going to be a fully canon episode 
because I thought the Legends entry on this was going to be off the wall. It's actually not. It's actually interesting and huh. concise and kind of a little bit of a, a more of a technical uh, read than this is. So this is, I think, the first thing. It's not our first canon episode because we've done Force Awakens and, and we've done... I think last Jedi, yeah, we done last Jedi uh, characters, so there's no way they can't be all, all canon. I think this is the first episode that we're doing solely canon information of something that's been around since the first Star Wars. Mm. Okay. So, people listening in 1939 will be pleased. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, now we're going to podcast like it's 19- 1939. <laughs> okay, so Kyber Crystals, there's Two reasons people would know this. I'll get to the second reason last. The first reason people should know this, if they've been longtime Star Wars fans and read anything or researched anything outside of the movies, is that they are the crystals used in lightsabers. And I, I think we're, I know I've seen at least an appearance of them on the uh, Clone Wars. How heavily would you say they were featured in that or did i just happen to see That's, the one there's an episode, episode matt you're, you're okay so it's it. a one episode i happen to watch okay it's like four little kids or five little kids yeah. and they go into like a cave and they they each one's calling them and they go find their crystal exactly yep yeah it's the only one yeah the jedi droid is uh david tennant did the voice of the jedi oh, no droid shit, in that, really in that one yeah oh, chris yeah, want to see that then a doctor whom yes <laughs> doctor whom <laughs> So let's get right to, in fact, the story, the history of these kind of start right off with this. The whole force attuned thing. Different word than force sensitive. They're not force sensitive, but they are force attuned. They are crystals that are concentrated energy. That is what they're, they're basically like they're natural batteries. And they get this unique characteristic through the force. It's the force that's kind of energizing them. It's almost like they're charging station is the force. Oh. And I like that. There was a study of them at one point where they exhibited a little bit of a collective consciousness for lack of a better term, but not quite to the point of sentience. It's where if one crystal was kind of reacting to a a, a touch by a Jedi which did not I mean to sound as dirty as that came out. It doesn't sound good. Let's say another force user would come in contact with a crystal in one of those and where you would find them. We'll say a cave for now. The surrounding crystals would react because of this kind of collective uh, consciousness. Again, lack of a better term in this entry. So they were able to kind of communicate to each other. Not verb, but in a nonverbal manner through this force, this energy that the force was providing all them. So they were again attuned to the force. They didn't use the force, but the force managed to connect them. It's actually very like what Obi Wan actually described the force as originally in Star Wars. It it penetrates us, combines us. It it does all these things that I can't remember the quote. Yeah, yeah that he said. It's it kind of that describes how these crystals interact with the force. More than what we end up learning in this show, at least, how the Force actually works with a lot of Force-sensitive people. They're actually composed of both organic and inorganic matter. And because of that unique characteristic, they do 
they can react to living things. They don't necessarily consciously react like a like a, a frightened dog would kind of back away from you, but because there is a organic element to it, they they kind of react uh, um, would react. And the best thing I can think of is like a how a sunflower turns to the sun or a Venus flytrap closes when it's actually when the little like mm-hmm. uh, send whatever the uh, whatever the I don't know what the I'm not a botanist, but whenever a fly would actually touch the inside of a Venus flytrap, it would close even though it wasn't it didn't have a consciousness to know to do that. Yeah, that's where the organic part of this comes into for these crystals. And now, since since they're organic, does that mean there's like midichlorians in there? Mm-hmm. Oddly, enough for the, <laughs> oddly enough for this being a canon. Entry, there's n- the word midichlorians never shows up. I didn't, really? I didn't take it out of my notes. It just never showed up. Okay. So uh, the, the way that was found that they were, or first found that they were organic was people would, would kind of just pick them up because they were, they're, they're pretty on top of being functional and they would notice that they felt it getting warmer and it wasn't just the heat from their the body heat from the hand transferring through the crystal, it was warm on all sides. And then they would set it down on a table and then notice when they'd come back, it was stone cold. So it would only react when it was in contact with another living is, th- thing. Is it glowing at all? No, no, they don't really, they don't really glow. Not even at all. I mean, there is a, there is a, a point where they can glow or at least they appear to glow to, the person that's looking at it, but they don't glow by nature. They're actually not, they're not even colored by nature. They're just, they're clear white crystals. And I got a little bit here shortly about where the color, where they find out where the color comes from. Oh, okay. If this was real world and I'm being conservative here at minimum, 50% of those people would immediately shove that down their pants. (laughs) You're probably right. (laughs) At minimum, you are probably the weird right. is a the world is a weird fucked up place. People and people will stick warm stones on their dingle dangles just to feel it get warm. <laughs> yeah, but who wants a hot dingle dangle? Wow. They'll they'll hold it there until they can't hold it. Well, it's it's well, it's like it's like taking a hot stone and sticking it on your anus. <laughs> it's exactly like that. Actually, <laughs> it is just like that. Like the hot stone massage and cupping. People do weird shit. They do do weird shit. So if this kyber crystal, I guarantee you, there would be emergency rooms. There's I have, how many kyber crystals do you have? Up? Well, do you do you think giant nacho <laughs> put wait, one of these? Wait, up wait, wait, no, no, I want Tim to finish his story because it all it took a second to all sink in. I just saw, I just realized what he everything he just said. It's like it, they, people would make those. What are they? Those little uh, those little like, ball things on <laughs> on ropes out of kyber crystals. I'm telling you right now. And if you were force sensitive. Dear God, the world <laughs> would be, uh, I don't even want to think about it. Kyber butt plugs. There would be a whole whole dark web industry of these things. Stuff you can stick in your body. Kyber crystal made. Pee hole kyber crystals. Look like the size of pieces of rice. In. Oh, Weirdos, man. I, just, we all just, I wince and my legs are closed so tight together right now. We all just grabbed our crotch oh, and then went, oh. That is an awful mental. Uh, it's not even an image. It's just my imagination went right there and it, oh, that just sounds so awful. But you, but you know, if this was real, this would be a thing. <laughs> You're right. I don't, I can't argue it. I have nothing to retort with because you're 100% right. I'm not saying this is what what I like. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. 
Uh, anyhow, Kyber. No, no, Kyber. Kyber crystals. All right. So true, pure, 100% Kyber crystals came from veins of Kyberite. And I had to look up the entry to see if there's more information. This is the sole entry for Kyberite Wikipedia. Kyberite was a mineral from which Kyber crystals grew. It is similar <laughs> to Ranite. So I wanted to see what Ranite said. Ranite's <laughs> yes. entire entry says Ranite was a mineral similar to Kyberite, but it did not have Kyber crystal veins in it. That's it <laughs> for both of them. And that was my favorite yeah. part of the research. <laughs> Funny, it went it back and kept, forth. It yeah. just kept saying different things in the last name. Similar to a tomato. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two hours. Two hours later, you go down that rabbit hole, it just ends up tomato. And then eventually leads back to kyber crystals, which would have been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so these crystals were typically found on the surface of planets. And how that would happen was that it was a result of tectonic shifts in the planet, sometimes heat and pressure. The planet would go through seismic activity, not necessarily earthquakes, but just enough to kind of push the crystals out of the veins or off the veins and put them up to the surface. So they didn't necessarily have to be mined, but they could uh, mine the veins if they wanted to. And in some cases, it was really easy because in some planets where there were active volcanoes that have now gone and you had lava tubes and caves and the... Uh, mineral composition of those planets included kyberite. A lot of the times those carved out caves and lava tubes gave access to these giant veins of kyberite. So sometimes these excavators got lucky and found these veins and were able to actually pull the crystals, but largely you could just find them on the surface on random planets hmm. here and there in the galaxy. But the largest, and this is, I'm, I'm almost positive this is Clone Wars stuff here. The largest and best-known concentration of kyber crystals was on the planet Ilum and its crystal caves. And I wrote also in yeah, Kutztown. Yeah, that was Clone Wars. Yeah. That's 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 what, like what's up here, Crystal Cave. Yeah, that's what I said. I have my notes here, also in Kutztown. <laughs> which I've never actually been to that one. I've been to Lost River Caverns, which is in yeah. Hellertown. Yeah, which is I a stone's yeah. stone throw from uh, from um, Quaker Town, but I've never been to Crystal Cave. I should have went when I was there. But I I've didn't. always seen the I've always seen the uh, the, the billboards. billboards. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, never I think though those places are so fucking dark and and wet because it's always like yeah, dripping yep. dripping. So you got to be careful when you go on those kind of places. That's true. Yeah, they're beautiful though. That that yeah, kind of stuff are. is beautiful. There's one in Puerto Rico. When I lived there, we went to when my parents came to visit. It was um, on the other side of the island near the Yunque, which is the uh, rainforest, and it was it was it was at the base of the rainforest, and the cave let out at the edge of a valley, and it's really weird because it's like you start to notice there's these strings hanging from the cave. You're like, what the hell is this? Then you get to the edge of the cave and you realize you're under the rainforest and those strings. The, the roots the, were roots of the trees. It was, oh, it was wow. really beautiful. You don't ever have to go to these fucking caves, and you, you've been to the best one on the <laughs> yeah, planet. Yeah. You know, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So okay, so this again from the story. There's a Jedi temple that was built. I don't know if it was at or in or part of the cave. I think if this is from the cartoon, it's kind of incorporated into the cave, from what I remember. And this is where Jedi younglings would go to find their crystals to build their lightsabers. And they go through all this yama 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 mumbo jumbo. And when the younglings would start searching for their crystal, it 
was it wasn't so much that the crystal glowed is that the other ones they kind of faded out of their view when they were searching with the force so all they saw was the crystal that they were meant to have that the crystal oh. was calling for them and okay. it I, did that i thought they were glowing when well, they got it's, near. i think yeah it, it all depends on how metaphysical you want to get in your storytelling yeah. i think what it comes down to in this but it's but the idea is that these the once the crystal knew you were looking for it it started to get warm like we talked about which i mean i radiate there's a there's a bit of radiant something there so i think glowing is probably a good description as well so all the other ones would go cold to this particular youngling and that one would go warm and the youngling would find its crystal. Now, like I said, the crystals don't have a color to them before they're chosen. They really don't know what color this is until they add it to their lightsaber and ignite it for the first time. And that's when they learn what the color is. And it's usually now blue that's or green. Cool, Cause that's like yeah. a surprise. Yeah. It's like one of those like mystery boxes you buy when you're collecting stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that. Now, this is what was interesting when it comes to... I didn't go into the entire lightsaber stuff because the lightsaber is actually an interesting technical discussion as well. But I did want to see where this fit in. I always thought this was the power source, which now that I read it, it makes sense that it isn't. What it does is it... Amp- since it's a, it's a kind of like a... I, just, I actually used the words in the beginning. Let's see if I can find it again. It is... Um, it am- Basically, it amplifies the... Power. It's a no. Oh, what's the word? It's like not even a conduit. I can't quite think of the word I used earlier. Let's see if I can find it quick. Charger, I think. Or did you like this? Is something weird? Like usually a red lightsaber is a bad guy. Oh, uh, we'll get into that. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. Like, this is, a, that's where it goes a little off the rails. I'm an eight year old kid and I put it in and it's fucking red. I'm like shit. Am I going to turn evil? You know what I mean. Okay, I can't find the word I'm looking for, so I'll just push <laughs> through this. Um, so what it what it does is like it, the 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 lightsaber has a power pack, and the energy is transferred to the crystal. The crystal then can like amplify the crap out of that energy, and a byproduct of that is the color. The color is in the crystal; it's just not there until the energy passes through it. So the the and it also manages they they can uh, facet the crystal. They can cut it and carve it to make sure it gives that straight blade so it actually it's a it's a it it transfers the energy it passes it through it while amplifying it so it's it's like a i don't even know how to describe it to i don't even know if something that actually exists in real life i'm sure theoretically there's kind of power boosters independent to that but it's that's what it does It, it doesn't provide the energy but once you add energy to that crystal it like it turns it into something pretty freaking powerful like a lightsaber that's that's pretty cool though. I mean, that's just, just I, like I wish I wish that was real. I wish I could do that. Like right. to see what my what's my color going to be, you know? Like the it's like the Harry Potter sorting hat. Yeah, right. Yeah, Hufflepuff <laughs> orange. Oh, Hufflepuff orange. That's what that's the biggest uh, disappointment ever is that my <laughs> I went to um Universal's uh, I think it was their Christmas show and there's a the Harry yeah it was their Christmas it was the media preview for the their new Christmas stuff and there was a Harry Potter element to it and our PR rep asked me and the the person I took with me to report this she's she asked me what house I was I have like I said I have no idea what you're talking about I don't know nothing about Harry Potter my yeah. um the yeah. The co-host I was with said, oh, he's he's a Hufflepuff. I'm like, okay, I guess that's all right. Then I went and looked it up. I'm like, ah, I am not a Hufflepuff. And I took <laughs> I took the damn Pottermore quiz. Turns out I'm a Ravenclaw for anyone that was curious. 
I know no one knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> no. <laughs> but Hufflepuff is like run by a big fat woman and their animal's a badger. Okay, I'll just go on with Kyber Crystals. <laughs> all right so this is where now the reason i and a second reason i wanted to do canon because like i said legends is pretty straightforward canon that was all pretty cool uh, technical it's uh, fictitious technical stuff but now let's get into the kind of off the wall shit okay okay all right kyber crystals are, are inherently attuned to the light side of the force and they naturally resist the dark side and dark force users that try to get them and put them into their lightsabers. Oh, okay. so right. now here you go. This is where you saw, talk about the red, right? Mm. Okay. Yeah. No, the Kyber crystals, when a Sith gets a hold of them, are if they were light side users, they'd either be blue or green, possibly a couple other colors, which we'll get to, but typically blue or green. But since they're Sith and the crystals resisting, Participating in their activities, the Sith developed a practice that allowed these dark side force users to dominate the crystal and bend it to their will, causing the crystal to, in quotes, bleed, resulting in crimson bladed weapons that are typically identified with the Sith. So they're bleeding. <laughs> in quotes. It's specifically in quotes. So it's it's kyber crystal bleeding. It's not bleeding like we no. would bleed, but since it's been... Right manipulated and forced into use it's now red maybe because it's pissed off or maybe because it's injured i guess it's injured in some way or shape or form you hurt my feelings yeah. I'm a <laughs> so, and i'm so sad I'm bloody <laughs> now, it hurts. now it is possible to heal one of these bleeding kyber crystals oh. because uh ahsoka tano had done it when she defeated the sixth brother. I don't know who that is. Apparently beat the crap out of him, took his lightsaber <laughs> and pulled out the crystal and she ended up healing it. But since it had been through this trauma and back, its blade was now white. So a healed Kyber crystal produces a white blade. Apparently. I, I think that episode she had, um, Neosporin and she just put it on the crystal yeah. and, back team. and it healed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, okay, the crystals, with their ability to generate this enormous, almost immeasurable amounts of energy at times, because of this, there were tons of attempts to weaponize them outside of the Jedi. And the crystals were subjugated to many forceful attempts of generating energy. And presumably, since they're force-attuned, didn't like it and would try to hindered these efforts by not cooperating with uh, the people using them. And this is now it said they weren't sentient, but apparently when they resist naturally, they're able to create headaches and insomnia and the people that are inflicting these uncomfortable moments on them. You all can go fuck yourselves. (laughs) I'm not going to do what you tell me to. I'm going to stay here and cry. Red. <laughs> it's fuck you. Uh, so okay, there was um, there was a one, and we all know who this is. One non Jedi scientist that studied the weaponization of Kyber crystals, and that was Galen Erso. Steven. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, we, we, 
<laughs> we met Galen in Rogue One. He yeah. developed a method of fastening the larger crystals so that there would be a greater amplification of energy pulsed through the crystal by not the crystal not being able to recognize if it's it was balancing basically between the good and dark side of the force. So it didn't know what it was doing. So it went ahead and did it because it was confused, I guess. I didn't have that in my notes. But now that I'm saying this out loud and describing it to you, I guess that's what happened. I guess Galen confused the kyber crystals. In Galen, Galen's notes, I find that when you stick the <laughs> kyber crystal up your butt, it confuses it to the point that you can weaponize it into a super weapon, a, quote, Death Star. You want to put me in a what? You know what when uh, you think? Death Star. When you really think about it, <laughs> when you think of a bare ass bent over, pointed at you, it doesn't look dissimilar to the dish on the Death Star. That's what uh, I see I think, it now. I think it's Star Balls. I think <laughs> I'm almost positive it's Star Balls. That's what the Death Star was. It was an asshole with a brown eye. <laughs> Or uh, uh, two butt cheeks and a brown eye. I'm going to look this up. I'm going to look okay. this up. Hold oh, on. my God. Hold that thought. <sighs> uh, well, that's, that's, that's going nowhere. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Continue, Kyber. Okay. So with this, uh, uh, what Galen actually wanted to do with this, I mean, I said he studied the weaponization of it, but he more studied the how to use it outside of uh, or how to use larger car, uh, these larger Kyber crystals without being a Jedi. And once he discovered he could actually create energy through these without, again, being Jedi or a force user. He had the idea of an inexpensive power supply for developing worlds. But of course, since the empire is watching all these major kind of technological and scientific changes, they decided to institute it as their main weapon near the Death Star, which looks like a man bending over his anus, what we just discussed <laughs> moments ago. Yeah. By the way, yes, it, it the Death Star <laughs> on the cover of Star Balls is two butt cheeks and a and an and and an and anus. But it makes sense anus. now. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. Tim, you you knew that information way too fucking fast. I seen I, what it was. I just was like, I remember seeing something well, like that. That's an image I can't imagine that, that. Yeah, doesn't that sticks with you? I should say. I'll see if I can send a picture of it to you. If I can find. Oh, one I'm looking it up. It's all good. Looking out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all have internet access. We're Stop good. Everything. <laughs> Um, all right. That is how and what they do. Now they do have a lineage through history. I mean, obviously these are, are minerals slash things that have, have been around as long as planets have been formed in a galaxy, which we know is billions and billions of years, if not longer. So through history before the Jedi, Kyber crystals were worshipped by primitive societies, mainly because of their characteristics and properties when interacting with living things like we discussed earlier. Now, the early Jedi, early, early Jedis, which is a concept I never really thought of. Like, what were the first round of Jedis? But early Jedis, to them, Kyber crystals, uh, were they thought they were the embodiment of the Force. They thought the, if the Force were to manifest no physical thing... It was a kyber crystal. Uh, everything on the star balls cover is just <laughs> weird. I don't see. I don't see what you're talking about. Oh uh, yeah, I do. Top left hand <laughs> corner. Top left hand corner. Yep. There it is. Yeah, but this this cover has like Mulder and Scully on the front of it, kind of thing, and there's like a 
Is it is that a fireman getting getting oral? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I gotta, I gotta find this again. All right. Okay. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah, sorry. No, that was worth it. We got, we got to, derailed by Starballs. <laughs> so not much for the once a Jedi kind of associated with these uh or associated them with the force or figured out what their connection to the force was. It wasn't much further after that that they pretty much became the exclusive keepers of Kyber crystals. Hmm. During the ancient Jedi Sith Wars, this is when the first uh, attempts of super weaponizing the Kyber crystals was thought of, although not to any real success. There was a couple weapons, none of them worth mentioning, apparently. Um, And I'm not saying that, that I didn't pull it out of the notes. I'm just saying it wasn't in the notes. So it's (laughs) cool. (laughs) So, but I mean, they tried, but nothing, nothing like the Death Star, not until we actually see the Death Star. There was a giant kyber crystal discovered on the planet Utapal during the Clone Wars. Oh. And the, now I'm wondering if that's what that big mining part scene was about. It's been retconned into. Remember that? There's like like a when they when we first meet me on Tidon, there's kind of like a big excavation thing going on behind yeah. there. I wonder if that's what bit. that was from. And uh it was the Confederacy of Independent Systems, which is ends up uh, was that the Trade Federation? One of the names of the many facets of the trade federation they tried to get the crystal but their plan was found out by obi-wan kenobi and anakin and the whole plan was thwarted and it looked, <laughs> it looked like it was a i couldn't quite tell it was computer generated image but it wasn't clone wars so i don't know if this is from a game i'm not familiar with hmm. i don't know I, I didn't look that deep into that one picture uh, with the rise of the emperor, or the empire, and the emperor Palpatine, the emperor had developed the Death Star with the giant kyber crystals as part of the super weapon, which we already talked about. Yeah. In the year one BBY, one year before the Battle of Yavin, a strike team led by Saw Gerrera intercepted an Imperial cargo freighter number two seven one six that was transporting a giant kyber crystal to the. I don't even the the, the Tonus sector. And it was the Hope Kyber <laughs> Crystal. Yep, yep. And saw <laughs> disabilized the crystal and destroyed the freighter and the Star Destroyer. Ah. Now here's this is the best story. I have to find what this is from. One year after the Battle of Endor, five pilgrims from the Church of the Force. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, Pilgrim. <laughs> Undertook keep the change, you filthy animal. Sorry. <laughs> Undertook a mission to return kyber crystals that the Empire plundered from the planet Christophsis. Mm. During their pilgrimage, they were attacked by four sensitive creatures known as the Kyadak, and three of them were killed. But oh. in the end, the two remaining did manage to reach Christophsis. And return the crystals back to the original excavation site. I don't know what this from, is, story is from, but I need to find it. I need to Christophsis was in the Clone Wars. Uh, actually, the Clone Wars movie, the, the original one, opens on Christophsis. It's, it kind of looks like this crystal skyscraper planet. I knew um, it was a planet that somehow we heard about because I know this is one of Chris's names. Yeah. Yeah, then, that name sounds familiar. And then, as uh, uh, in the in the Clone Wars, they they actually return the story returns to Christophsis, where it actually shows you what happened immediately before the Clone Wars movie starts. It's pretty cool. Okay. 
So, okay, the only other information I have here now, I only wrote this. I, I wasn't going to bother because we all pretty much know what the colors of the lightsabers are. We've got blue and green. We, of course, know purples out there. We've heard about red. We learned about white. Black and yellow were the only other two that were listed in canon. I flipped over to Legends out of complete mm. curiosity. How many color individual colors do you think are listed in the Legends section? Teal, chartreuse. Wow. Think how uh, many colors are out there? Think how many colors are in a fucking box of crayons? Yeah, right. You know? It's. Ish. I'll say sixty-four. Okay. We'll go. We'll go box of crayons. Sixty-four. That's. I, I'm with. I'm with Tim. I'm right. right yeah. I'm right in that area. Seventy-nine. Hey, well, we weren't too far off. Jesus Christ. And it's like they they get down to uh is it like like apple red and rose yeah, red. Yeah. For green, there's like some there's like emerald, lime, uh sapphire. It's like there's so many different greens. Then it gets to the point where it's like lime green glow with a yellow core. It's like they it gets down to like the nitty-gritty of the core wow. color. Yeah. It's it gets it gets it gets pretty deep in detail. The real nitty-gritty. Yep. I'd be pissed if it wasn't my favorite color. You know what I mean? I don't want no, no <laughs> yeah. purple pink, pink again. Yeah. What's this telling me? I like red. <laughs> and really, that's about it for Kyber Crystals. But I did put in my notes for anyone that is going to post that they were surprised. I didn't mention that Jin Erso's Kyber Crystal pendant that her mother gave her. Let me say that Jin Erso wore a Kyber Crystal pendant that her mother gave her. That's really all the story there is to that. And for anyone else that wants to be to mention that they were surprised, I didn't mention that Chirrut staff had something to do with the Kyber Crystal. Let me say that Chirrut staff had an enclosure at one end for a Kyber Crystal. So you don't have to tell me you were surprised I didn't say that. Because honestly, that's all there is to say about those two things according to the source material. So that's I'm it. surprised that you only mentioned those two things. I know, right? <laughs> and while well, I put it in my last note, anything else that's surprisingly missing is probably Legends. And I opened this episode saying this is a canon episode. So with that, that's all I got. I will mention, I mentioned this right before we started recording, another Christian Simpson Kyber uh uh, connection. We mentioned Christian Simpson in the last episode in Rogue One when the when the the big cart gets knocked over that has all the carbon crystals on them. Everybody jumps in. You can hear Christian Simpson's voice going, "Kaima, nice." So there it is. Hey, Christian Simpson mentioned in two episodes in a row. <laughs> That's right. You owe us now, right? Yeah, he's yeah. going to be on now. And every time I say or hear the word Kyber during all this, I think of the Street Fighter game when Dalsim <laughs> shot fire, and it sounded, but it didn't sound like it said fiber, fire. I now Kyber. realize what it says. Kyber! Kyber! <laughs> I always think of, when, when you say Kyber, I immediately think of the restaurant on 2nd Avenue in Philly, the Kyber Pass, which used to, <laughs> back in the 90s, used to have like really cool acts, like Back in there in, in the late eighties, early nineties, like bands like Smashing Pumpkins and and all these like indie rock bands would come through Philly and they play the Kyber Pass. Now the bands still play there, but it's like you look at them like I don't know who these bands are. <laughs> but it was probably the same back there. I don't know who the Smashing Pumpkins are. I don't know who Soundgarden is. Right. Exactly. I'm like I'm like shocked. Like Gentle Giant or or Sideshow hasn't made like one of those Kyber crystals where you can you know, battery operator or whatever. You can like have it sit on your desk and like it glows or something, you know? The, do uh, not put in butt. <laughs> with with that on the box, yeah. Do not the, insert yeah. into anus. The yes. Jin 
Arrow Erso. I don't know why I want to call these people arrows. Jin Erso pendant is the first is the main picture of that and it's actually i mean it's a pretty um it's a pretty pendant and that's like i think that would be a no-brainer for like those master replicas to make and they could they could make it yeah. you know 99 if not 100 screen accurate and charge you know a good amount for it and people are going to buy it even that her universe can make that in, in the jewelry you know what i mean that'd be right up her alley and shit mm-hmm. you know yeah I, I would I would buy it. I would wear a necklace. <laughs> have you guys ever have you guys ever wore a necklace in your Absolutely, life? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Okay, yeah, good. I had a I had a necklace that I bought at the Natural History Museum in Philadelphia of a arrowhead that I wore like for like about two years, and then Is it, it disappeared. I I I bought a Superman S. Oh, that's kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. Huh. But it's like I, I it's like when when do you when does a guy like stop wearing a necklace? Never. <laughs> Once you start, you can't stop. I can't remember what my last necklace actually was, but oh, I do know. Actually, when I when I, I lost a ton of weight when I was running, and before I got my wedding ring resized, my wife it kept it literally was falling off my finger, and I actually it, I went to pay at a drive through once, <laughs> and just handing the dollar bill with just the little brush of the money leaving my hand, pulled my ring off, and I had to get it out from under the car. That's when she decided to put it on a string for me. So I guess that's the last necklace I technically wore, and oh, now I got it sized, cool. and now I got my all my weight back, so it like hurts like hell to take off. I haven't worn my ring since I got married. I think <laughs> <laughs> this, this is easier. It gets in the way. Mm. It, it gets in the way, you know, picking up chicks. <laughs> it's in the way of inserting and extracting kyber crystals. Yes, I have. To, I need my hands to be, you know, jewelry free. <laughs> well, Matt, do you have any any feedback now? I do. Let's do the last five of that trivia round Ooh, of yes. uh, hey. questions from. Um, Jeff Beaumont again. Is that right? Jeff Beaumont? Yeah, it's just Beaumont. Sorry. It's like, wait a minute. Did I get the uh, <laughs> name right? All right. Question number six. Obi-Wan felt that Anakin was what to him? Dead. Um, no. Uh, is his brother. The chosen yeah. one. The chosen one. There brother. it is. Okay. I was like, I didn't see the answer on here. There it is. Yep. Brothers. That's right. Brother. That's it. That's right, brother. Brother. Right. Brother. <laughs> brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. High ground. I'll try it. <laughs> High ground. Oh my god. Okay. Which this is there we go. This is the, another another subjective one. While watching the movie, which scene caused a gasp in Force Awakens? <laughs> it was For who? For 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 Mr. Beaumont here? I guess, yeah. <laughs> I, I would assume it's when uh on Solo gets all stabbied. I was going to say when you hear Leia talk for the first time. Because <laughs> that didn't, that she sounded kind of raspy. Yeah. <laughs> but Tim is <laughs> right. Tim is absolutely right. Yeah. Step upon. And did you know what? I didn't even notice this until reading this. Did you guys realize that the, uh, all those were in order of movie release? Those six I questions were the six, were the, yeah. And then and last Jedi. Not. And now he says, no trivia for the last Jedi. Take a moment to speak of our princess with love and kindness on the heels of Chris's last comment. I just, I was just, as you were saying, I said, "Oh, raspy voice," but I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not being mean or anything. <laughs> Beverly D'Angelo has raspy voice. She's oh, yeah, yeah, she is. Usually, well, used to be. I mean, she's still attractive, but 
Kathleen Turner. Kathleen Turner, raspy voice. Yep. Again, used to be pretty pretty hot. Demi Moore, who's still hot. Demi Moore still looks good. True. Yep. She she will be missed. This new movie coming out. I want to see what they I, do with all the. You know, that's yeah. like oof, that's intriguing. That mm-hmm. is intriguing. That's a challenge for a writer too. If JJ oh, Abrams, which I mean, I don't know. I'm sure he's writing it with Lawrence Kasdan. Uh, Kas, Jesus Christ, Lawrence Kas, Lawrence, the guy that the guy. wrote the other one, okay. yeah, and and some okay. other writers. But that's still a challenge to take. It's like we can't do anything with this. Maybe they can do some ADR work and get someone that sounds like her to change a few things. But by and large, it's like th- we have to use this and fit it in. I'm they, really gonna, intrigued in what they're doing. Are they going to CGI her Henry Cavill lip? So it matches what they're saying. <laughs> so you can't see your mustache? Yeah. It's just like, these pretzels are making me thirsty. That's just going to look weird and shit, you know? It's going gonna, it's gonna, to it's, it's gonna, it's gonna pull on the heartstrings, and then it's going to make you either love it or really just, oh, that looks horrible. I This is this is what I think it's, it's going to be. I think it's going to be kind of like what we saw in The Last Jedi. They, they said they're going to use some stuff that they used in Force Awakens. So I think it's just going to be some un, unused scenes that they shot in the in the but, base. But the but whatever's going on, something won't match. You know what I mean? It, uh, I mean, though they, they may they may take they may the, the background may be different, but they may like take her and take that image digitally insert it into a different background and have her like directing a battle at the beginning of the movie, and something happens and the planet blows up, and Death Star Eight comes out of the that shaped like a two two rear ends and a blows up Hobnes Prime Five and and they all uh, and she dies that way in the first five minutes of the movie. I mean, it's they I, I me personally, I think had I, I personally think they they should have rewritten things and reshot things in the Last Jedi to have her die in that. Yeah. I know that's, people that's, people would have been even more upset about that, but I think in terms of storytelling and I think in terms of uh, just in, in general, I think in the long run, that would have been the, the better way of doing it in terms of the storytelling. Yeah. But that's just me. Uh, she will be missing this next one because I understand, want to understand this was supposed to be her big her, adventure. Yeah. Her yeah. yeah. Uh, so that, that, and that is sad that we will not get to see that. I, I would, I hope years down the road, they do release a basic treatment for this was what was going to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what? The last two are both discussion cards. So I'm going to save these because we've got almost an hour here. We still have trivia to do. So thank you, Jeff. You've now extended your, your feedback to three episodes. Can um, Jeff write, our next batch of three <laughs> Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that leads us to our Patreon supporter of the episode. And in this episode, it's Sean D. Sean D just joined this summer, and he's been a tremendous help to everything we do at Neo's As. It's basically past, present, and future is the best way to say it. It's, everything, it, it's what keeps everything online right now, including the release of this episode, everything we've done in the past, and everything that we'll continue to do without... The Patreon support would be very difficult to do the amount of shows that we do on News As, and it would be probably impossible to keep the entire back catalog of any, even one series, Star Wars in character, I think being the most, uh, the largest catalog of information, that would definitely be impossible to keep that up 
and running for anyone that wants to find it. So thank you very much, Sean. And thank you to our Patreon supporters. And if you want to learn more, check out our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash news is. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. All right. Trivia time for Mr. Matt. This is a good one. I do know that I have just... uh, no zero points. <laughs> I just realized that. <laughs> yeah. Let me add up my last two zero and zero. All right. What besides circuits does three PO offer to donate to help repair R 2s damage in the Death Star trench? Oh man, I've seen that scene a million times. At every question I answer, I ask Tim's my dick can always be the the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I what? think, and I'm yeah. probably wrong because I thought I've gotten the other two right, but I think it's gears, and I'm not going to overthink it because that's the closest I'm going to get to it, whether it's right or not. So gears, gears, give that man a point. Finally, yes, finally, gears. All right, Tim. How All many? Right. How many restraining clamps? Disengage before a rebel blockade runner's escape pod can launch. That's a good question. Yeah. How many restraining clamps disengage before a rebel blockade runner's escape pod can launch? I will say three. And give that man a point. Nice. Hey! That was a good question, man. I was like, ooh, I'm asking that one. All right, Tim. Which which where is this way down in the heart section now? And the really. Uh, uh, do you want a Star Wars question or do you want an Empire Strikes Back question? Give me an Empire. What does ATAT stand for? All terrain attack transport. Is what I'm guessing right there at the end. <laughs> Ooh, I'm sorry. It's all terrain armored transport. Ah, oh. fuck! I thought I was right. I thought you were yeah. under something too. So do not give this man. Oh, yeah. would you like to hear what the the uh, the Star Wars question yes. was? Yes. Who kissed Leia first, Han or Luke? Oh, Luke, Luke. Yeah, I think you're right. Final answer. Luke is correct. No points. So delete, Matt. Take out that last question. <laughs> cut, paste, trash. Cut, paste, print that question out. And cut, paste, print this, this question in. Well, well, all right. Well, thank you, Matt, for telling us about the Kyber crystals. My pleasure. And the force next. They're tuned to the force. Well, join us next time. We talk about something else. Star Wars related. Hope. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.com. 
www.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information. 